Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans broadcast. We have every Monday morning and Thursday morning right here broadcast from my office at Crossway Church. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad you're watching whenever it is you are watching. And I'm just excited to be sharing God's Word here, Romans chapter 13. This will be part 5 today. And uh, we're here near the end of the chapter and it's been a Oh, so wonderful teaching and oh, so revealing teaching. And it uh, just blesses me that uh, we can have a Bible. We, I mean, you, you say 500, little old 500 years ago, there were no Bibles. We're so blessed to have a Bible, to know the Word of God. I know many, uh, uh, I was told last week to believe the Bible is nothing but to believe a fairy tale. To believe there's a God, is to, you might, they told me you might as well be believing in or worshiping Hitler. And I, I, I thought, my Lord, well, whatever. It's up to every man, woman, boy, and girl to choose what they will believe. I've chosen to believe God. The proof of that is I believe His Word. I believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, that He sent to die for me so that I could have His love shed abroad in my heart. Hallelujah. And that's why I'm here today because I love you enough to share God's Word with you. I can't change one man on the planet, but I can share with you the Word of God that will bring faith that can change any situation. And I'm thankful for that today. Glory to God. As I said, here on this, let me see what day it is, the 20th of August in 2020. Uh, we're in Romans chapter 13, part 5, and we will begin here in verse 10 today. There's only 14 verses in this chapter, and again, let me say it's just been a, a wonderful and very revealing uh, 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 set of uh, series here in this 13th chapter of Romans where, you know, if you, if you learn how to live for God... In Romans 6, 7, and 8, those chapters, then Paul begins to write these things, these wonderful words of the manifestation of those who have accepted and subject themselves to the message of the cross. Not just get excited because it's right, not just get excited because it shows those things, those false doctrines, but we deny ourselves daily. We take up our cross daily and we follow Christ daily and the way we actually do that really is by trusting in Christ his work at Calvary and when the Holy Spirit brings these truths to our hearts we subject ourselves to him we humble ourselves we are a lowly, broken, and contrite of spirit people if we're carrying the cross. We're not belligerent. We're not obnoxious. We're not uh, any of these things. We're a broken, humble, obedient, and lowly, contrite of spirit people. And, and, and that's, that's what we are. We, we can't wait to learn the truths of God's Word so the Holy Spirit can work those in our lives and, and, and make us, conform us into the very image of the one who showed us what it means to live 
as a true man, the new creation to be broken, obedient, lowly, and contrite of spirit, to be able to have the Spirit of God guiding us into all truth, to be able to be humble each and every day to receive the grace of God, more grace, to be able to bear more fruit and express our Jesus Christ more and more every single day. And that's that's what we're learning here at the end of Paul's letter. And we're not quite there yet. There's six 16 chapters in this letter to the church in Rome. But the, the, end, the end chapters here, the last few chapters, are about a manifestation of what will happen in a people's life, their lives, as they're trusting in that work of Christ at Calvary, not throwing the cross, the word cross in, not throwing the word Jesus in, but again, humbly, obediently, lowly and contrite of spirit, trusting in the cross of Jesus Christ, broken and lowly and contrite of spirit, just simply trusting in the words of God's truth. You will find the power of God. And that's the power we should be looking for. To be able to, in verse 10, realize that love will work no ill to his neighbor. Love won't do that. We can say we love uh, this or them or that, and that's why we're do- love will never ever work ill toward its neighbor. And we can't look back at anything other than the Word of God through the cross of Christ to be able to understand what God wants us to know and to walk, to have the power of the Spirit to walk in the place that we know if we're Christians we should be walking. Love will never work ill to his neighbor. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Yeah, but what about this and what about that? Let's just let the Spirit of God lead us according to the Word of God. It's not what about this and what about that. God is God and God has said love will never work ill toward his neighbor. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, yes, he said, Father, is there any other way? Father, can this cup be removed from my hand? Nevertheless, I have your word. You sent me to do this. And that's not what he said. This is what he said. Not my will, but thy will be done. And, and, and him saying, not my will, but thy will, was based on the word of commandment, John 10, 18, that he had from his father to come and do what he did. And it was all rooted and grounded in love. The love of the Father loved the whole world so much he gave his only begotten Son. And Jesus loved his Father and the world so much that he came and obeyed the word of the Lord, the word of his Father. And the Holy Spirit is here today, loves the Father and the Son, and loves us enough to keep reminding us the cross is the power of God. The preaching of the cross, the believing in the cross, not the saying the word cross, not the saying the word Jesus, but a broken, humble, lowly, and contrite people trusting in what Jesus did at Calvary will be found loving God and loving all humanity. Love will work no no ill toward its neighbor. That's the word of the Lord. Therefore, love 
is the fulfilling of the law. Romans 8 and 4 tell us that as we walk after the Spirit, being led of the Spirit means there won't be any ill being done toward our neighbor, that the righteousness of the law is being fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled the law at Calvary. And we're not obligated to operate under law. We're under grace. We're under the rule of God through faith in what Jesus did at Calvary. His humble, get ready, he's our example, his humble, broken, lowly, and contrite of spirit state, obeying his Father, laid his life down. And our faith in Christ, not a saying or knowing I need to or want my, my, my broken, humble state of identifying myself tied to Him as one. His humble, obedient, broken, lowly, and contrite spirit. We can walk as the victorious children of God it's not seen except in love. Jesus said, if you have love one to another, He didn't say if this or if that. He said, if you have love one to another, then they'll know you're my disciples. What's more important to you? What's the most important thing to you today? Is it representing Christ? Is it allowing others to see through that same spirit that led Jesus to Calvary, that same broken, lowly, and contrite spirit that he was of, that led him to Calvary. Is it more important that you're seen today identified with him, or is there something higher and more important to you than that? As a Christian, we're here to represent Jesus. Not in many different of our own terms, our own ways of our choice. We're here to represent Christ. And he said we can't do that unless we deny ourselves. Take up our cross daily. See, that place is the only place I can really find a pleasure in the truth of God's Word. Rejoice in the truth of God's Word. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13, 6 says, Love rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. That love that God shed abroad in our hearts, Romans 5 and 5, that love rejoices in the truth. Hallelujah. It won't rejoice in iniquity. It only rejoices in the truth. It, love won't work any ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that, knowing the time, the necessity, the urgency of this hour in which we live, that now it is high time to awake out of slumber, out of sleep. What does that mean? Out of, out of a place of exalting other things above that of Christ. Bible says in the book of Luke, I believe it's chapter 16, verse 15, that anything a man exalts is an abomination to God. Anything that men exalt is an abomination to God. There's only one thing we've been given to exalt, to lift up, to praise, to worship, to follow, to obey, to represent. 
And that is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God that gave His life for us as the Lamb of God. That is to be our focus each and every day. We're not to be carried off into these things through the, the, the lust of our own flesh for we're obeying that direction. But we are, as Romans 6 teaches, to be yielding ourselves, presenting ourselves daily as servants of righteousness. Hallelujah. And that, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, church, to wake out of this slumber, for now is our salvation. See what the point is here? The focus. Uh, now is our salvation. That's what we're looking for, the, the, the end of our salvation, which the Bible says is the salvation of our souls. The, the end. We're, we're to be looking at Christ and, and running this race of victory. Running this race of victory. It's a race of victory. We're not, we're not trying to get the victory. We have the victory and we're running this great race of victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says, For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Isn't that just true? Years ago, maybe weeks, months ago, days, whatever, you were born again. Well, now days have gone by, weeks, months, years, whatever, and we're closer now. Our salvation, the manifestation of our salvation as the body of Christ, as the church is about to be made known by God any moment now when the Lord comes for us. And man, am I ready for that? And I know you are too. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So he says here, the night, darkness, Ignorance, evil, wickedness, iniquity is far spent. Man, this world has been spent in iniquity, wasted in iniquity, sins, violence, evil, wasted. The day is at hand. You're called in the Bible the children of the day as Christians, as those who trusted in the very death of Jesus at Calvary and continue to trust in that death of Christ daily. That's how, that's how we deny ourselves and take up our cross. means our faith remains in His work at Calvary and we follow Christ. We don't follow men, we follow Christ. And here the Bible tells us the Bible is the Word of Christ, the Word of God. The night is far spent. I'm like, it, 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 the, the evil, the darkness, the wickedness, the, the iniquity, it's far spent. Look at how long it's been. God has been patient. God has been long-suffering all these years, many years, waiting on you and me to believe in His Son. Today, expecting you and me, if we've wandered away from this humble, lowly, broken, and contrite spirit before God, to wake up, to come out of that slumber. Because now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Cast off the evil. Cast off the ignorance. And let us put on the armor of light. The armor of light, we're not going to get too deep into that, but the armor of light is represented also in Paul's letter uh, calling it the, the armor of God to the people in Ephesus, uh, Ephesians chapter 6. The armor of light, 
the, the whole armor of God that we wear, the, 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 all the pieces of armor in that description in Ephesians 6 are all concerning who Christ is to us and what He did for us at Calvary. And our faith in that allows us daily to walk as fully armed men and women of God. Put on. Let us put on. See, we wouldn't have to be told to put it on if we hadn't been asleep. Put on the armor of light. Light represents God's Word. Wear God's Word. Humble ourselves. Broken, lowly, and contrite of spirit. God, Your Word is here to break me. You're here. Your Word is here to show me Jesus. Your, your Word is here as a light unto my path. And it's the same for all people in all nations if you're in a jungle or on an island or in the coasts or deep inland, wherever you are, the Word of God cannot be changed and it is, uh, it is the lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And when we put on the whole armor of light, that means we become broken, lowly, and contrite of spirit and obedient to God's Word only through faith in the cross of Christ. Again, that's not saying the word cross. That's not, listen, that's not even telling God you're trusting in His cross. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But God sees the heart. It's with the heart. It's with who we really are where we subject ourselves unto God. A good example of that would be you could have people in a worship service who their hands are lifted and there's tears coming down their face and we see that and we're encouraged by that. We're encouraged by other people that have an appearance of worship. But just because there's an appearance there on the outside doesn't mean that that's going on truly the way it should be on the inside. God has to deal with all that. Jesus told the people, You're, you, you honor me with your words, but your hearts are far away. See, and I'm not saying these things to be mean because these are things that are written in the Word, but God doesn't honor what we say. Faith does not come by speaking. Faith comes by hearing, and that means believing, trusting in being made subject to the Word of God in the context of the living Word of God, Jesus Christ, and what He did at Calvary. Hallelujah. The night's far spent. We're living on fumes right here at the end of this age, my friend. Jesus is about to come. Hallelujah. And He's coming for a broken, obedient, humble, and contrite spirit, a contrite of spirit people. People who are trusting in the very work His Son did, worked for us at Calvary. That's, he's coming for those who've been born again. Yes, and nobody's perfect, and yes, we've missed it. We've missed it here. We've missed it there. And if you've been born again and you're still trusting in what Christ did at Calvary for your salvation, you'll be going. But hear me this morning. There's something past justification. It's called sanctification. It's you being in the process of being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And we do that by, yes, keeping our faith in what Jesus did for us at Calvary. 
Not saying the word cross. Not even necessarily saying I believe that. Although we need to say that. There's nothing wrong with saying that. And I have to clarify things because people will run. Boy, they'll run with it. There's nothing wrong with saying the word cross. There's nothing wrong with saying, God, I believe in the cross of your son, Jesus Christ. But it has to be happening in the heart. It has to be beyond the the head. It has to be even beyond the lips. It has to be a place where we yield ourselves. When our faith is really in Jesus and His work at Calvary, that means we are presenting ourselves before the Lord today as servants, slaves, unto obedience, Christ obedience, unto righteousness. As I said last night in the message, all those who believed upon Christ and His work at Calvary had become new creations in Christ. Ephesians 4 and 24 tells us that we were created, the new creation. Christians have been created in righteousness and holiness. And the fruit of the new man is righteousness and holiness. The fruit of the old man cannot be righteousness and holiness in the eyes of God. So let's read this again. The night is far spent. Again, we're living on fumes, folks. The day is at hand. Let us, therefore, cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us be clothed in Christ. Put on Christ who is the light of God, the light of God's Word. Let us be found walking as a broken, lowly, obedient, and contrite of spirit people. Trusting in God, trusting in God's Word that God does know best. That God does know best. Hallelujah. He says, let us walk honestly. And that word means, if I can bring this up, properly. Let us walk properly. Let us be honest as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. And when you talk about the words strife and envying, envying is jealousy. Strife is self-ambition. What I want. And I'll twist God's word to get what I want, bless God. I've been there. I've done that. I've been in that. Twisting God's word to, 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 to preach what I think needs to be preached and taught and, or twisting God's word to be able to, to live a certain way. Do you know how many people in the world do use the word of God but out of its righteous context? Far more than those who are learning His word in its righteous context. And believe me, that is the context of the Word of God. Proverbs 8 and 8 tell us that all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel to those who are going from faith to faith. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Amen. Proverbs 12 and 17 says, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. 
That means we can use God's Word, but if we're not hearing the truth, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, then we're going to be led down a road of deceit. What I think is right, but it's not right. It's not God's Word in its proper righteous context. And hear me now. Those who hold God's truth, God's Word, in an unrighteous context, His wrath will be against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness that is there. Romans 1.18 Let us, the broken, humble, lowly, and contrite of spirit, meaning faith in the cross, because that's what faith in the cross actually brings about in the Christian's life. Let us walk honestly as in the day, in the knowledge, in the light, not in rioting, but loving our neighbors. Not in rioting, not in drunkenness, not in chambering, which means licentiousness, living as though we have a license to sin, and wantonness, which means lewdness, not in strife and envying. Now let's, t- let's say a little bit more about strife and envying. If we're walking as the people of God having put on the armor of light, loving our neighbor through faith in the sacrifice of Christ, then envy and strife is going to be nailed to the cross. Again, envy is jealousy. Strife is self-ambition. Striving for something I want, something I think is right, something jealous over somebody. And James wrote in James chapter 3, near the end of the chapter, that where there's envy and strife, there is confusion. And every, every, every evil work. You see, selfish ambition is the wide open door to Satan. What I want. What I want. What I think is right. What I'm going after. And I will do with God's Word whatever I need to to get that. To see this envy, jealousy, strife, selfish ambition. And where that is taking place There are many people, many, many people, Christians I mean, who just can't get out. They they can't get out of this place where there's just constant chaos, constant envy, constant strife, constant confusion. They're just going around this mountain and they're miserable. Listen, my friend, it's time to stop saying cross. It's time to stop saying Jesus. I mean, if, if that's all you're doing, it's, it's time to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Allow the Lord to break you. Allow the Lord to bring you to that lowly, humble, obedient, and contrite of spirit place where, Lord, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Forgive me for hearing the message of the cross, but exalting other things above that. Forgive me, Lord. May I be found broken and lowly. 
Jesus was the most obedient, the most humble, the most broken, the most contrite of spirit. And yet, without any other thing, just his trust in God and God's word for him, what he came to fulfill, made him the biggest threat to anything and everything on the planet that was against God's will. Just God working in him. Think about that. The biggest threat to the pride of man is what God is doing in the humble, the broken, the obedient, and the contrite of spirit, child of God. Because that is the representation of Christ and the power of God because grace is flowing into that life. Hallelujah. He says in verse 14, but also put on the Lord Jesus Christ. See here, putting on the armor of light is related to putting on the Lord Jesus Christ who is our light. Hallelujah. When we say thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Jesus is the living word. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the way, meaning he is the path. And the only way to put on that armor of light, to put on that whole armor of God, to put on Jesus Christ is to deny myself of anything that would hinder my faith in my identity with what Christ did for me and what happened to me at Calvary and who I am now because of Calvary because I need to be walking as the new man bearing the fruit of the new man loving my neighbor. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. The flesh is awful lusty. And today we will, as children of God, once again make a conscious decision of who we will present ourselves to as a servant, as a slave to obey, whether it is obedience, faith in Christ, obedience that's always under the fruit of righteousness that He provided for us there, or I will present myself as a servant, a slave unto the sin nature. Might be using God's Word to do it. Unto death. My friend, I know you've been blessed. I know you've been blessed by this teaching I have. And I'm, I thank God for that remnant. That remnant in these last few moments of this vapor we're living in before Jesus comes those of you who are found broken, humble and obedient, and contrite of spirit, walking by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, living by that faith, you are the biggest threat on the planet to the enemy, the pride of man, and everything that's against God was dealt with at Calvary. And as you live in that light of who Christ is, putting on the whole armor of God, the armor of light, that is the biggest threat to everything that's against God. Glory to God. I'm glad I know the truth. Hallelujah. I'm glad that Jesus is my example 
And today we can have that victory in our lives. I'm glad you've tuned in today. Don't forget to pray for us. We're praying for you. We're here every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the YouTube channel where you can find everything uploaded that we do here at Crossway Church. That's Curtis Hutchinson 316. And tomorrow morning, as well as every Friday morning at 9 a.m., Presently, we're teaching the book of 2 Timothy. Be sure and join us in the morning at 9. Don't forget to pray for us. Don't forget to sow into the ministry where you are learning the truth of God's Word. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text your giving to 903-231-5950. Just type the word give in there and you will be a blessing to what God is doing through this ministry. We love you and God bless you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.